0: I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Gives to Hayward. Switched on Lillard. Hayward spins into the lane. Fades back. Scores! It's 109 all! You are locked on Jack. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 10th of May. Everyone said what they should, and most of it was probably the truth. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Hope you're doing great. Uh, sorry, recording at 1215 today because today's my sleep day. I actually will probably go back to sleep. I kind of do this every year. Uh, I get up with the kids, get them to school, go back to bed, wake up. Um, and then, uh, I guess record locked on jazz and then have lunch and then go back to bed. Uh, I might not go back to bed. I might go work out today, but, uh, anyway, that's what I did. I've kind of always done this on the day after locker clear out. I think there's just mild depression and exhaustion and the adrenaline's worn off and, uh, Being a part of an NBA season uh, the way I am with nothing else going on in your life other than pretending that you're being good to your family is really, truly just a pure uh, seven-month adrenaline run. And so when it wears off, you're just kind of empty inside, and uh, I sleep. That's what I do. Done it every year, except for the one year my wife booked a trip, which I vowed her that she's never allowed to do ever again. So anyway, <laughs> made her vow that she would not do that again. Anyway, uh, I've got a bunch of stuff for you, and one thing that I did want to check in with you about. I have um, Locked On Podcast Network has started a partnership with a, a new company called Sixty DB, which is a short audio form. It's created by the founder some guys who are involved with Netflix and NPR, and it's interesting. and uh, so I will be doing a kind of two to six minute NBA recap uh, every day. The question is whether or not I should be throwing that in the backside of this podcast, whether I should be putting it on the front side so you guys can get it also, whether you want to get it there. And the other thing is during the off season, I'm always willing to kind of reevaluate where we are, what we've done right, what we've done poorly. Uh, so, you know, feel free if you have any thoughts on things you would like more of uh, on the show, things that you um, would like less of on the show. Uh, I'm open to listening. I don't necessarily promise you uh, that I will follow it all the time, but I am definitely, definitely open uh, to listening. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Jamalto, the good people at Jamalto. Dan Spence and the national global leader in digital security that is Gemalto. Dan Spence is our local sales manager. By the way, I'm sorry, I forgot one thing there. If you're going to uh, tell me about those – well, I just totally interrupted myself. Uh, Dlock09 at gmail.com for your suggestions. Dlock09 at gmail.com. And as I said, Dan Spence – is the local regional sales manager. Jamalto is the digital security leader, and they are bringing you today's program. So thanks to them. All right, uh, what am I going to do today? I, I went through, uh, listened to much of the media day. Uh, I was not involved in the coverage as I have been in the past, so I just did it on my own time. And, or locker clear out. And I thought the general theme of it was that everyone said what they should, and it probably was all the truth. So let me walk through... Kind of each guy in that regard on today's show. Here's the schedule for the week and the week coming. I haven't finalized it all. But so today we're going to do Locker Cloud. Tomorrow uh, we'll do kind of off season priorities for the Utah Jazz. Probably nothing too wild or, you know, that you don't already know. Uh, However, uh, I will then take your Facebook Live question. So it's a Thursday Facebook Live show uh, tomorrow. And then Friday I'll get into the money. Of the, um, of the dealings. So that's uh, that's that's kind of how uh, the, the my plan is on this. So today is locker clear Out. Friday is off season priorities. Facebook live, really getting all your off season questions, and then Friday is how the money really works in the offseason, what we can and can't do. Then starting next week, I'll go into player breakdowns, how the season was. Then that'll walk us right toward June where we'll start to dig in the draft. And then, frankly, I am going to go on a really incredible family vacation uh, with my wife's family to Japan. And so I'm going to be out for much of the weeks preceding the draft. I'll try to figure out what we're going to do uh in regards to that programming. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So George Hill was kind of the first guy on the podium and I thought he he said what he should, that he loves Utah, that he thought Gordon was going to come back, that the season was disappointing for him to not get out there um and be a part of the group. All the things that he should say, he absolutely said. And then the key one that he said was that he doesn't need surgery on that toe. And I think that's probably true. He said there were four doctors specials who said it. And certainly he's going to take the doctor who said that going into free agency. He's certainly not going to announce that I need surgery on my toe um, as I head into free agency. So I, I realize this is why I say kind of in with a fun level of things um, – Everyone said what they should, and it's probably true. Like, I'm pretty certain that it's probably true uh, that he doesn't need surgery. If he didn't need surgery, he probably would have had it. On the other end, he probably, you know, when you're heading into free agency, things are a little wacky and weird and all those aspects of things. And so I would say um, the concern you have to have with George Hill and where he is right now on that toe is that he got injured in – November, and then re-aggravated it again in May. Like, that's really kind of unnerving. If I'm a, a, a George Hill fan, if I'm George Hill, if I'm the Jazz, or if I'm a team addressing looking at him in free agency, I think all of those things have to keep get you, have you a little, little bit undone uh, and nervous about how that offseason is going to play out. Uh, George's value to the Jazz is just, you know, and, and again, I'll get into this stuff more detailed when we do our player breakdowns. So, I mean, I think he's probably, for the second straight year, comes out as about the best catch-and-shoot guy in the NBA. And that's what was just so obviously missing against the Warriors, his his veteran presence, um, you know, what he does. But, he, you know, you have to evaluate how many games he did or didn't play, and you have to evaluate whether, you know, an injury that happened in November – that was reoccurring. It's clear to to some extent that it, like a sprained toe that's still sprained in se- seven months later, is not great, right? I think we can agree on that. So, uh, I thought he told I thought he told the truth in the sense that it doesn't need surgery, but it's really pretty disconcerting. He's not going to say that. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that. Um, how that plays. All right, Boris Diaw was his usual fun self. Um, you know, he said that this is a good place to be, which is what he should say. Um, he it, His contract is interesting. I'll get into that a little bit on Friday, um, in that he is able... The Jazz can trade him prior to free agency, and someone can release him and not be on the books for his deal. And what that really does is it means that the jazz coupled with their cap room can make acquire a pretty darn big contract between now and January 1st if you take Boris Diaz's expiring 7.5 million plus the cap room that we had this year with our salaries I think we're at 80 million this year so whatever you know the team the salary cap number is i think was 92 or so so we probably I'd have to check I think we have um You know, I think we have about a hundred or about ten million there, and so I mean these numbers are really rough. So you can go acquire a player for somewhere in the range of you know seventeen million um, or something. I guess I probably should be exact on that. I have not been very good on um, the exact money stuff, and I'm going to dig into it and be ready by Friday for you. Is kind of what I decided. Um, But the exact salary level for the twenty sixteen 16, 17 season. I don't need 17-18. eighteen, I'm looking it up for you. Right now it's ninety four million. We're at eighty, so we're fourteen million there plus seven million a D I mean we can probably make a deal for twenty million dollars worth of a salary. There there aren't that many players to worry about in regards to that that type of salary. But that's so Boris was right and did it and was smart in the way he kind of addressed that and just said, Hey it's business but I'd like to be back and then um, when asked what he liked about the city he said the nightlife, which was awesome. Um joe johnson had the quote of the day which was he still has butterflies um when he plays which is just the greatest thing you've ever heard the other aspect of what he said which i thought was really interesting is he's the one player who said um that he thought the team was tired that the the warrior that the clipper series uh and the and how exhausting the Clipper series was mentally and physically had them tired. I thought he looked slower, but that's just because the Warriors are so fast. The Warriors speed I thought I credited by game four at the Warriors speed had tired out the Jazz. But that's an interesting perspective um of the way he said that and Um, Again, I think it was probably the truth. that uh, The bigger truth is how great the Warriors are, but I think it's probably the truth that that the team was a little more tired and worn out from the Clippers series to the Warriors series and the speed of the Warriors than we had discussed and probably realized at the time. Today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. The premise behind this global leader in digital security is kind of understanding where can you be successful? It's kind of like if we as the Jazz go to try to sign 24-year-old free agents who want nightlife. Probably not going to be where we're successful. If we try to develop our own talent, bring in veteran free agents who understand the value of a good NBA culture, we have a chance to be successful. So in the digital security world, the breach is going to happen. The numbers are overwhelming. You've got to face reality. Network breach protection has completely failed, and there's no network perimeter anymore. So what you do is you protect the breach. Data is the new gold. They're after the gold. So you encrypt your your important data. You store and manage your crypto keys. You control your user access. It's a three-prong attack, and Dan Spence and Jamalto will lead your company that direction. Call Dan at 801 15403024. That's 8015403024. The numbers are absolutely revealing to be that this is the truth. And so you better be protected when the breach happens. And make sure you give yourself a chance for success in what you can do and that is you can encrypt your data, your crypto management, your authentication. All those things can take place and Jamalto will lead you with it. They work with the biggest companies in the world in regards to uh, digital security and Dan Spence will do it for you in Utah or the surrounding areas. 801-540-3024 call Dan Spence. Uh, Dante Exum was interesting talking about uh, the point that he wants to be a point guard. Uh, That's probably the right thing to say. It's probably true. I'm not sure I'm convinced of it anymore. Um, I think Dante's Gift is this incredible first step. And I think his, if he can improve his shooting just enough, then and get stronger and start getting to the line some. Um, I think he could be pretty terrific as a two guard. I think defensively, his ability to slide between one through three is probably an advantage. And uh, I, I think that there's a chance that he actually might be a better two-guard. I think it's smart that he says he wants to be a point guard. It's mentally where he wants to be. Um, he's better. He says he's better with the ball. He says he better improve his left hand, though. He really is reluctant to dribble with his left hand. It's obvious if you watch it. And so if he wants to be a point guard, I think that's terrific because it tells me that he's going to hopefully make all the effort that he needs to to uh, improve those aspects of his game, he's gonna have to learn how to shoot off the bounce, which he doesn't. The things that are weaknesses in his game right now, to me, are not are where he gets exposed when he plays point guard, and the things which are strengths in his game right now get accentuated when he plays off the guard, off ball. <laughs> so, I think again, what he said is the right thing to say. He shouldn't say, "I'm done playing point guard," but I also would tell you that I think it's probably somewhat, um, possibly inaccurate. Um, and not entirely the truth. Um, in his case, uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, Joe Ingles uh, was again said all the right things, and they were probably true. Um, he said that I thought it was int- he said that every single one of the free agents would rather stay. Uh, that's true. It's probably impossible for the Jazz to play pay every single free agent in a manner that makes them happy, which then gets him saying the right thing, which is probably true. And then in this case, just probably not possible to be um, completely solved or to be done, uh, have happened in a manner that is actually feasible. The uh, other thing he pointed out was that Quinn was the one that gave him the shot, and so that's why he wants to come back. Um, I'm sure the Jazz want him back. I think he is um, probably better suited for the – Jazz than anywhere else. I, I just, I, I, think they really do. Quinn's got him figured out. He's got Quinn figured out. I think he really does a, uh, everything that Quinn wants, and I think Quinn does everything for him. I, I have some hesitation on what I think he would be on another team in another circumstance where he has to play um, a little differently. And I thought some of that might have got exposed a tiny bit in the playoffs where the scouting report was out, but I, I think what Joe does is so super... Um, and I thought, you know, he said, again, he said all the right things. Quinn gave him a shot. He's loyal to him. Um, he hopes it makes it, he makes it a quick and easy process. Okay. Quick and easy is that they give me the money and I say, yes. And so that's mostly the truth. And that everyone wants to come back. I think he's like the best example of time. Every line that he said at locker clear out is, um, the right thing to say and probably completely true. And then whether in reality it actually can happen that way, um, is the difficult one. I'm leaving Gordon for last, if you're wondering. Um, Rodney Hood, I thought was interesting. He said, I'm a starter. Uh, I think that's probably true. Uh, On a really, really good team, I've talked about this a lot with him. I'm sure he doesn't like it much. Uh, On a really, really good team, I'm not convinced he is. And what I mean by that is, this is not a slight on Rodney, this is that on a really, really good... Right now, Rodney is probably middle of the pack starting shooting guards in the NBA. Uh, after this season, that might be a little generous, but I generally feel as though this season was a false representation of who Rodney is with the knee problems that he had. And so uh, I would put Rodney in the middle of the pack of starting shooting guards in the NBA. I could probably dig into it a little bit more and try to really chart it, but just work with that as a concept. Um, the problem is, if you want to be great, you need to have some players who are the best in the league at what they're doing. So if Rodney Hood is my sixth man, I think he's probably uh, as good, if not better, than any sixth man in the NBA. He's right up there probably with Lou Williams and Eric Gordon. And those are pretty important spots. You know, one of the reasons why the uh, Houston Rockets are so darn good as they have the best six man in the league, and so I think there's a real value to having the best six man in the league. And so, in that sense, I think what Rodney said is true, or is what he should say that he's a starter. It's probably true that he's a starter, but reality, nah. I might take him as a sixth man because it makes us uh, makes my team the best. That it, if he's my sixth man, I'm pretty pretty darn good. If that makes sense this, this follow um on that um, Trey Lyles said what he should, and I think he said what was true, and I think he was great it was really hard for him to digest his lack of playing time there's he disengaged uh there's no question on that that he disengaged and um and I think he probably learned that was the wrong way to do it and then has to regain some trust from people in the offseason, and hopefully that goes well. Um, but he he's, he, did not deal with the lack of playing time well, but why would he? Why would a kid that's been a McDonald's All-American, state champion, goes to Kentucky, first top 12 draft pick, deal with not playing well, not playing for the first time in his career? There's just no... Absolutely no reason why you would believe that to be the case. Um, so I understand and give him a pass on that. And now how he comes back, I think is is what's telling. Favors uh, Gobert, I didn't have any. I thought you know Rudy just said his thing, and Rudy's season was so kind of clear. Um, so I don't I don't really have anything on Rudy. Uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine Joe Joel boy said all the right things 10 Jeff withey said uh, he wants to be back that's 11 uh, Howell Netto was very open about the fact that he um, it was a hard year not knowing whether he's in a suit or on the bench uh, but that he was ready every single time and I think those are both uh, what he should say and it was completely true he was he was terrific uh, and I will be back next year and then Mac who's a free agent referred to being around the Butler days and, and having that environment around the team um, and how much he enjoyed that uh, and and that he'd like to be back. Money's going to be the issue there. We're going to be tight on salaries. And so some of those mid-level bench guys are going to be hard. But Shelvin Mack is a backup point guard. would be pretty good still. I know for whatever weird reason, a bunch of Twitter volume has decided that, you know, the guy they're going to decide to not like is Shelvin Mack, which is just really strange. Um and and maybe um, self exposure, but the uh, you know if you can get him back as your as your backup point guard, if you're you know the likelihood of we're paying a starting point guard next year a whole lot of money um, unless we trade for kind of a mid level point guard who's not as good and is not making um, as much money. I mean, I think there's a bunch of lists of names we can get to, but I think the the lowest number on a starter that I've kind of played around with uh, would be about seven or eight, and that's probably not a high level starter. If you're gonna, you know, there's there's a correlation between what you're paying somebody. Um, you know, if you go trade for someone like if Ricky Rubio is really truly available, and you trade for him, you're at a fourteen million dollar point guard. Uh, if you're George Hill, you're probably at a seventeen or eighteen or nineteen or twenty million dollar point guard. You're not gonna have a high. You're not gonna have an expensive. Um, you're not going to have an expensive backup point guard. So Shelvin Mack, if the market doesn't yield him very much, might be a nice one uh, to get back. And if you can, um, you know, I'd love to trade for Gordon Dragic. He's at seventeen, eighteen million. Again, if you're doing that, you're just not paying, and you're paying Rudy his money, and you're paying Gordon thirty. You're not paying very much money for your backup point guard. So Neto is is almost certainly back in regards to the fact that he's. Um, I'm getting into the Friday show a little bit here, uh, and the, in the fact that he's at a million next year. Sh- Shelvin was at 2.4. I, I don't know what the market is for a Shelvin Mack, but if he, if you can get Shelvin Mack at somewhere around 2.4, I think you take that as your backup point guard again. It's a pretty high level. Uh, unless you draft one and then Neto becomes that guy and the, th- the kid you draft is your third one. Uh, so I think I've gone through everybody. Now, Favors, uh, was truthful about it's a, it's a, it was tough mentally. Uh, Derek's been great. I mean, if there's anybody who should have just jumped up and down and screamed and yelled and said, this sucks and I hate this and I, I want, this is awful, it was probably him. Um, I mean, this is a guy that was the major piece with Gordon in the future of the franchise. They signed Rudy. He got injured and then never really seemed to have much chance to be able to get back in the rotation, never seem to stay healthy enough, or, you know, either way, um, the favors go bare. combination seem to disappear. Like, if there's a guy that had the right to just scream and yell, and and I don't know if anyone has the right to do it, and I don't even know if he would have been that accurate, but you would have understood, let's just say this, had had Derek snapped at some point, you would have kind of said, "Uh, I get where that's coming from. Like, I don't think there would have been a lot of complaints from anybody that this was a guy who... And then, you know, if you add the contract in on, on Derek... You know here's Derek who's making eleven million dollars this year he's on the books for twelve next year while Gordon's about to get thirty right so he took an extension early might have been the right move to do Go- Derek's now he's five million dollars less than Gordon this year and he's gonna be you know twenty million dollars less than Gordon next year obviously Gordon's a different player than he is at this point in time, but it still has to be a bit striking um To him, not to mention the fact he'll be at 9.2 million less than Rudy Gobert next year. Uh, Again, we can all logically sit here and say, "Well, they're better players than you are now," and you've been right, but that doesn't. It's still that's a blow to your ego. So Derek, I think has, you know, I think Derek said the right things, and I said think was probably true, and I think the truth is what I'm talking about a little bit of just that has this has to have been just unbelievably frustrating both on the injury. end of things, uh, as well as, uh, you know, the money and where he is in the league and who he is as a player right now. Uh, I'm sure he still believes that he can be a terrific player. His saying he's 100% healthy was weird, but I'm going to go with it just that that's, you know, what is he going to say? I'm not healthy um, on that. So now let's get to Gordon. That's the big one. Uh, What he said uh, about what his pack with with Mark Bartlestein is exactly Um, true, and that is um, that he and his agent made a pack that they would not discuss, either of them, any free agency at any point during the season. That there was nothing that was going to happen during the season that was going to have any impact on it. And so they simply never discussed it. It was not a conversation piece. Um, You know, It was obvious to Gordon he's a free agent. He knew that. Um, But I don't think he was kind of running through the options and the time. I think he will... Um, you know, if anyone was hoping that the comment from Gordon right there was going to be, I'm staying in Utah, it's guaranteed. Um, you know, I think he's got to see what happens with maybe that is where he is, but what happens with the point guard position? What happens with George Hill? What happens? What is my team that I'm going to have? Uh, there's just too much stuff that can happen in the next 60 days for him to just announce, um, unfiltered loyalty to the Utah Jazz yesterday. And so he did the opposite. He absolutely uh, said what he should have said. And some of it's probably the truth. I think that he's more leaning towards staying. But if he made those comments, he was pretty careful to not make comments that eat that put him in a position so for example if he said well i'm going to be working out in utah the whole time and suddenly plans changed and he ended up working out in san diego people i think would suddenly you know then that becomes a big news story so he did a very good job of making sure um that that's that that's a news not a news story um he's been very sharp about um kind of not saying committal things toward the future. Though at times, you know, he still talks about us as the Jazz and we. He certainly hadn't separated himself the way I've heard some other guys do in that press conference. It was still us and we. Um, but he's going to go look at it. And, you know, let's say that the Boston Celtics go trade for Paul George or Jimmy Butler before the trade deadline with their number one pick and then go sign go off for Gordon Hayward, and suddenly that team looks like the next dream team and he wants to go win. That's been very consistent to what he said the whole time. You know, I don't don't know what the other um, opportunities are that I could come up with. That's the most talked about. Boston has the most, you know, pieces of the puzzle to be able to go try to put something together. Um, And then that gets, you know, he's got a real decision of whether he wants to be one of the guys or he wants to be the guy. Uh, But he was, I thought, very clear. Um, I thought he just did. Again, he said what he should have said. It is all true. It probably wasn't the complete truth. You know, the complete truth is, I think, um, well, one of the complete truths that he doesn't say yesterday is, I'm waiting to see if I become All-NBA because if he becomes All-NBA, then he's free for the designated player extension. And if he, when he's free for the designated player extension, he's opting in and then sign the extension, and then the back end of his deal is $40 million. So, you know, he didn't say that because, you know, that's the truth. Then he's not even going to become a free agent. Then he's going to opt in. Now, if he's going to become a free agent, he's going to opt out. There's no question that he's opting out if he goes doesn't become All-NBA, which I don't think he's going to get. I think that's wrong, but I don't think he's going to get it. <clears throat> and then you have to wonder if that's going to hurt us. right? Does, Chicago, does J- Jimmy Butler gets All-NBA, and he thinks to himself, well, if I'm playing in a larger market, I get, I don't know. And that's what it's going to be like for the next two months. Just huge nervousness for us um, on it. But he is... He has. He was said all the right things for his goal, which was to leave, you know, very little leeway into having um, anything become a news story out of what they, what he said. So I think that's. I think that's the key uh, to what he did. So again, it just fits the theme. I would say all day they said what they should. It was probably true and not the whole truth if that makes any sense. All right, that was today's edition of Locked on Jazz, the noon 1245 edition. My brain's much more clear right now uh, than it was and less distracted and less things going on. I kind of like this, but I don't think it's going to become a habit. Uh, Hope you're great. Thanks for tuning in, and tomorrow we'll do Facebook Live with your off-season questions, and Friday we'll do a money show. Thanks. Have a great one.